it's Jess. Welcome back to the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast where I discuss all things style, wellness, pop culture, and whatever else I feel like talking about from week to week. I'm so excited to chat with you guys and I'm going to tell you why. I know I say that every episode, but I got some really much needed positive feedback on the past couple of episodes and it really, really, really gave me the extra fuel that I needed to know that I'm not just screaming into the void. And I'm just so grateful for those of you who take the time to listen to me. It really means the world because just as a content creator, this shit is very hard. So thank you to everyone who is listening and who lets me know that they're listening. And I just appreciate the shit out of you. So before I give you this week's fashion tip, I just want you to know Today's episode is going to be a story time. Um, It's going to get rough in some places, but it's going to be worth it in the end. So just rock with me. I like to think I'm a pretty good storyteller. Whether I'm, you know, writing or whether I'm verbalizing it, I feel like this might be fun for us. So I'm excited for y'all to hear. Okay, so the fashion tip. I don't know if you guys saw what Jim Jones did, but Jim Jones... Felt like he should cry out to the black community for help because he wanted to spend $29,000 in the Gucci store and no one offered him water or champagne or whatever accoutrement makes people feel very special in luxury environments. And to that I say, bitch, leave. Just leave. Wherever you are, that you want to spend your money, if people are not making you feel like they want your money, leave. Are you crazy? What really got me about this is just like, number one, read the room. Send this video, this outrage, this whatever, to your wealthy friends who can relate. Um, We don't care that Gucci didn't provide stellar customer service to you for you to spend $29,000 in there. I also want to know what you were buying in Gucci that was $29,000. I also want to know which Gucci store you were in because in some locations, I don't even think that that was probably going to be their highest sell for that day. And then you are a rapper from Harlem. If you really wanted to shop with Gucci, why wouldn't you reach out to Dapper Dan and say, hey fam, I want to shop with you. Use your resources. Um, don't beg people or put on a show for people to make them believe that you are worthy of them taking your money. My friends and I had a very good trip this past summer. We went to Woodbury Commons, which is great outlet shopping, premium outlet shopping. And we came there prepared to spend a cute coin. So we go into the Valentino store. I want to be very clear that this was an outlet, okay? And I had my heart set on a beautiful strappy pair of sandals that had this really pretty feather detailing. And I was just twirling around in the mirror like a princess. And my friends were like, it's time to go. And I was like, bitch, I must have missed something. So I, you know, gave them folks some shoes back and gathered my things. I'm like, what y'all know that? I don't know. Is there an active shooter, bitch? What is going on? Basically, the sales associate was talking shit about us and was like, we need to make sure that people have $20,000 in their account before we even let them in. And just like saying all kind of shit about us. And it was like, oh, okay, well, that's your attitude. 
we can go elsewhere and spend our money, which we did. I got two pair of Tom Fords and one pair of St. Laurent's. And that's fine. That's not to brag at all. Because again, these were deeply discounted shoes, okay? But it is to say, go where you are celebrated. And if you aren't celebrated, read the room. Is this something that should really be at the top of our priority list as a community? Gucci has been giving us their ass to kiss for a while. All of the fashion houses have. If you look hard enough, you can find racial discrimination anywhere because this is America. So read the room, like spend your money where your money is welcome. I'm not about to play the Hunger Games to give you my um money. I was about to say hard earned money, but I don't know how I feel about working hard these days. So you know what I mean? But I'm not going to compete with anyone to give them my money. Why should I have to convince you to take my money? That's wild. Um, so don't be Jim Jones. That's your fashion tip. So stay tuned. I'm going to start the story. Bear with me. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. So this story begins literally a week ago as of Sunday. So last Sunday, I met up with my good sis, we had brunch in Brooklyn because I live in Brooklyn. I had already spent quite a bit on lifts going to and from the city. I don't know who I think I am when I go out. I don't know who money I think I'd be spending when I go out. So it was actually quite physically responsible of me to stay in Brooklyn. But then I threw that out the window. We'll get there. I'm getting ahead of myself. So we started off with a cute brunch, and then we tipped on over to a lounge bar type thing that I really, really enjoyed going to this past summer. Um, it was a very good time. So I'm there with my friend. We are dancing. We're drinking. We are yelling lyrics to some of our favorite songs. We are shaking our asses. We are making new friends. It's a good time. Um, my good sis who I hang out with all the time, I'm not going to name drop here. It's not that she's famous. I just don't know if she wants people to know where she was at, whatever. So she texts me unbeknownst to me like, Hey, we're in Brooklyn. We'll stop by. So I see her and her husband walk in and I'm just so excited. And we're just having, honestly, y'all, this felt like a Saturday in the summer. It felt like a summer Saturday where there wasn't a cloud in the sky, like I had just gotten paid and gotten a bonus and just got my hair and nails done. And like, it, it just felt like I had popped a tag on a new outfit. It just, the energy was so good. And I can tell you that a good summer day in New York just doesn't compare to anything. So that was the energy of the day, right? So I finally have to break the seal and go to the bathroom. I'm waiting in line and there is a guy in front of me. Now, if you are new here, I am not good at flirting. Um, it's maybe the only time that I completely feel socially awkward. So, but it's something that I'm working on. I want to get better with this because I really want to date. And so I have to be okay and be comfortable talking to men. Not my strongest suit, but I'm working on it. So I noticed that the guy was chewing gum. And I was like, hey, do you have more gum? So from there, we start talking. We're exchanging pleasantries. 
he promises he's going to bring me some gum when he gets back to his jacket. His jacket is elsewhere. I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you. I promise. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I go to the bar and I'm buying drinks for these new friends. Again, whose money am I spending? It can't be mine because I'm not wealthy. Anyway, I was just so happy about these new friends because they were just so sweet and we were just vibing. I was like, I'm going to go buy drinks. So I kind of see the guy in my periphery, you know, but I was like, let me act like I don't see him because I don't want to look like I'm following him or whatever, you know. So I, you know, gather these drinks, scurry back over to my friends. We are having so much fun that we decide we're going to go to a second location. So we're gathering our things and here comes Gum Guy. My friend decided to name him Dentine Ice. So for the purpose of this story, his name will be Dentine Ice. So he comes over. He's like, I told you I didn't forget about you. He gives me this gum and he's like, take down my number. I really would like to get to know you. I'm like, okay, cool. So my friends and I scurry off to the next location. We are having rum punch. We are having jerk wings. We are having great conversation. I, once again, apparently think that I got somebody else's credit card or a wealthy benefactor. And I say, hey, rum punch on me, bitches. Who do I think I am, y'all? Who do I think I am? I looked at my bill the next day like, bitch, who gonna pay this? Not us. How we gonna pay this? So I guess I'm gonna have to start doing feet stuff online. Anyway, so while I'm at the table and you know we're getting to know each other and all this fun stuff, um, I you know text the guy like, "Hey, nice to meet you." Whatever. He's like, "Oh, same to you. You're welcome to join me and my friends at such and such." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm already out somewhere." And he's like, "Let me know your schedule for next weekend. I really would like to take you out." Blah 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 blah. I'm like, "Okay, cool." I move on with my life. And so I think I might have texted him like the day after, but suffice it to say, we're, you know, chatting throughout the week. Um, and he actually like asked me if he could call me, which I thought was very sweet because obviously I like to talk. And I'm like, oh my God, another phone person in this economy? What? Anyway, so our first convo lasted like a little over an hour and we probably could have kept talking, but I was like, bitch, leave on a high note. You ain't got to close the club down with this conversation. You know what I mean? Like we do not need to talk till the sun comes up like we in high school or something. You know, it's just like leave while it's cute. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna let you go, blah, 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 blah. So we're keeping in touch. He decides like we should meet up on Sunday. I'm like, okay, cool. And then y'all know I'm not a sports ball bitch, right? So it took me a day or two to realize, bitch, they ain't Super Bowl Sunday. He must have not like clocked that or he must have forgot. So I was like, you know what? Let me just give him an easy out because I think that might have been a mistake. So I text him like, hey, I don't know if you realize Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday. So we can fully reschedule like if you have other plans. Now, it is deeply crucial that y'all remember that I, the thoughtful bitch that I am as a Southern belle who is very classy, okay? I gave him this opportunity right here. Put a push pin right here, okay? And so 
he's like, no, I fully thought about that. Like, would you be comfortable? Like if I just find like a nice sports bar, that's not, you know, too much. Like I promise I'll be good company, blah, 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 blah. You know, neither of my teams is playing. And I was like, let me just come out the closet right now as a bitch who don't care about sports. I'm not going to know what's going on. I'm not going to care what's going on, but I will totally go to be festive. Right. And so he's like, great, awesome. Let's, you know, look at a couple places and we'll, you know, figure something out. Okay, cool. So from the time that we decide that we're going to go on this date, my anxiety is going through the roof because I, if you are new here, even if you're not, let me reiterate, I have not had a great time in my romantic life. I have not had the pleasure of dating any one who was just a nice, kind guy, who was emotionally available, who was vulnerable. That, that hasn't been my experience. And so I went through one very, very crushing disappointment. I, I can't call it a breakup, but it was a very crushing disappointment on a number of levels. One day I might tell y'all about it. And I told my therapist, like, okay, we need to figure this out. Why does this keep happening? What the shit? Because this is a pattern. And I learned in that situation that I co-created some of these relationships because I was unknowingly repeating a pattern. And so I, I made a very intentional, like, I don't want to date. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't even want a man to look at me for too long. And so I began this journey of, first of all, I came to understand that I actually had a lot of shame around the way men have treated me. I felt deeply ashamed that I kept choosing men who were so unkind to me, who were controlling, who um, wouldn't commit to me, who acted like they were ashamed of me sometimes. Um, in retrospect, that's not what it was. But at the time, like I was just so deeply depressed that that's how I read it. Um, and I just, yeah, I felt too ashamed to really actually pray, to actually talk to God about what I was feeling because I felt so broken as a person. I felt like I was um, missing whatever bone or whatever nerve or whatever gem or whatever knowledge that everybody else seemed to have that they didn't seem to go through the shit that I was going through in relationships. And I, for a long time, thought that however people treat you must be what you deserve. Because why else would someone be this cruel? Why else would someone be this unkind to you if you didn't deserve it? This is really how I used to think. I used to feel very unworthy. And I would just kind of accept However, a guy treated me and I would like make excuses for them. I would communicate to myself on their behalf because I would just over empathize. They're like, oh, they don't mean to hurt me. They just blah, blah, blah. And so from that really soul crushing disappointment of a man, I finally was able to release the shame that I felt enough to talk to God and to let him into that part of my life. Like I literally never prayed about men or dating or relationships because I just felt like I deserved to be hurt. And yeah, it seemed like I was the only person who was ever really going through shit with dudes. And intellectually, I know that's not true. Even back then, I think on some level, I knew that wasn't true. It's just how it felt, but feelings aren't facts. Anyway, and so 
that's around the time that I met my friend Shaney. Shaney has amazing, beautiful, relatable content on singlehood. And then from there, I learned about um, a podcast called Unfuck Your Brain. And then I learned about um, Franny. Um, what's Franny's podcast name? I'm sorry. Thought I had it pulled up. This is really lame on my part. Sorry, y'all. Um, Dear Franny, who, you know, talks about, you know, uncommon conversations about love. And I started just learning all of this stuff in conjunction with therapy. And I was like, okay, I think I might be ready. I think that I can trust myself to make a good decision. I think that I can, you know, not that I'm fully healed, but I now understand that I am worthy of love and that I was never unworthy of love and that I never really deserved the way that those guys treated me and, you know, I want to be brave. Like I tell you guys all the time, I wanted to be brave and I wanted to open myself back up to the possibility of partnership because for a while I just gave up. I just was like, I'm done. I think I've given it the whole college try. That's it. We done here. And so just the fact that this guy seemed to be vulnerable and seemed to be kind and seemed to be thoughtful and very eager to talk to me, but not eager in a stalkery way. I was like, oh, this is very different. I don't know what to do. And so I was freaking out a little bit. And so I talked to like, you know, I have my trusted advisors in life and they were like, you know, especially my therapist was like, listen, you are not going to be rendered powerless just by going on this date. This is just a go-see. Like models, it's just a go-see. You're just going to feel the vibe. You're just going to see what this person is about. And if you don't like it, you can leave. If you feel uncomfortable, you can excuse yourself to the restroom. You can text me. You can, it's going to be okay. Like you're going to be okay. So I go into this with the lowest possible expectations. My hope is that he isn't a serial killer and that he smells good. I just didn't really have a whole lot of expectations for this date, right? I just wanted to go and have fun, hopefully with a fun, normal, decent person. I have only known this guy for a few days. It's literally, you're just going to see. You don't have to commit to anything. You don't have to do anything. You're just going to see. And if it's weird, you can get the fuck out of there. So I'm like hyping myself up and I'm allowed, I allowed myself to be just a little bit excited. Like maybe it'll be okay. Maybe at minimum, it'll just be like a friend to know in the city. Cause I'm really trying to build my sense of community in New York. And so Saturday rolls around. I have plans with my homegirl. Um, and I get up and I get dressed. And so, you know, I text him like, hey, just wanted to finalize plans for tomorrow. And it took him a while to text me back. And he was like, hey, some things are going on at work. I've been there since blah, 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 blah. I don't want to reveal too many details here. But I was just like, oh, my God, that sounds like so much. No worries. We can just chat later. I'm heading out for the day. So I go out on Saturday. And again, y'all, whose money? do I think I'm spending? Oh my God. I know I be feeling like I need to treat people. You know what? Moving forward, no more rounds on me. That's not true. I know I'm not going to keep, God is just going to provide more money. Okay. Anyway, so my friends and I, my homegirl and I, we go, we have brunch and then we have 
drinks and a snack. And then we walk around a bit and then we go into Sephora because let me tell you something. Living in New York is knowing that if you ever need to touch up your makeup or get a spritz of perfume, you can duck into Sephora, touch things up, and move on with your life. It's one of the best things about living here, especially if you carry a smaller purse and you can't fit out of extra shit in your bag, you can always duck into Sephora. That place is an institution, I tell you. So, and then we go and we have more drinks and snacks, and it was just a very good time, and then I realized... I have not heard back from this man and our date is tomorrow. So I'm kind of panicking a little bit, but I'm just like, bitch, relax. Even if he ghosts you, you don't even know this man. You can pretend he died. Fuck it. Just live your life. And I bought another round of drinks. Once again, whose money is this? So I go home. I wake up. And it is snowing, and it had been snowing from the time that I went to sleep till the time that I woke up, and hours and hours after. For hours and hours and hours, okay? It snowed, beach, okay? The snow was blowing, it was sticking, and I was like, oh, we probably really need to reschedule this day. But I still hadn't heard back from this man, right? And I'm checking my Wi Fi connection, like, <sighs> How you been feeling the kid all week and now suddenly we don't know where you at? Okay, girl. So I said, be a mature bitch. Okay. So I text him. I said, hey, are we still on for later today? Totally fine if we need to reschedule. Again, I am a Southern lady. I am classy. Okay. I am mature. I am the things. So once again, I'm just trying to be considerate. You had a very rough night at work. It's low-key a blizzard. We can just do this another time, my guy. Many, many reasons why we can just do this another time. In addition to the fact that my anxiety was still there a bit, you know? I'm a bit anxious. I'm a bit excited. Cautiously optimistic is where we are here. He calls me hours later, and here's what. Um... The key to a good lie is brevity, okay? Because think about when you're telling the truth, when you have a logical reason to do or not do something, whatever your lie is, whatever the truth is, it's probably pretty straightforward, right? Sometimes people lie when the truth sounds better. This is one of those instances. Now, again, it's a blizzard outside. This man told me that he had a very long night at work where again some things happened that I'm not gonna say because it's gonna reveal too much and I figured we should just reschedule right and so he starts off with yeah it's just been so crazy and I'm just so exhausted I just woke up I didn't get in until 2 a.m I'm just so sorry like I do need to reschedule like I promise I'll make this up to you I'm just, I am so sorry and I'm like dude it's really okay like Shit happens, sounds like a lot was going on, no problem. Now, if he had to just stop there, everything would have been fine. Because I am one of the most reasonable people that I know. I am not cynical. I do have some trauma-related PTSD, okay? Because like I said, have not had the best experiences in dating. But I am a very reasonable and understanding an empathetic person. These are things that I know about myself because I've been in therapy for years, okay? I really know 
who I am. So why he decided to keep talking, I shan't understand because again, it was a blizzard outside and he could have just blamed the weather. I'm tired. It's also a blizzard. You know what? I'm not in a great headspace because of this shit that happened at work. Let's that would have made sense. But no, he then says, my family's begging me not to go out and to stay in and watch the game with them. And it's someone's birthday. And oh, and by the way, that person lives by me. So I think they want to do, I, I kind of want to do something for this person. And da da da. Okay. Here's what I know about birthdays. And y'all correct me if I'm wrong. Birthdays are a permanent day. Unless you have changed your identity for reasons that ain't none of my business. Birthdays happen on the same day. Every year. The date does not change. So you knew when you chose this date for this date that this was this person's birthday. Yet you still made plans with me. Okay, that makes you absent-minded. Okay, number two, your family really wants you to stay in and watch the game with them. But you told me that you didn't care that much about this game because these aren't really your teams. Okay, and then you also, for a little razzle-dazzle, throw it, threw it in there that this person lives nearby. I guess that was so I wouldn't think that this person, I don't know what that was for. I don't know what that sprinkle was for, but I just felt like I was getting a lot of information that I didn't need. Just say you tired and let's all move on. Like he kept talking and kept going. And at this point, I'm just like, this sounds like a lie. Like, this is what I'm thinking. Like, this sounds like a lie. And I feel like you playing in my face. And I don't know you well enough to personalize this and justifiably curse you out for playing in my face like this. But I feel like you fucking playing in my face right now. And so my rage monster is getting a little, you know, woken up because I feel like you trying me. And so I'm like, Jessica, back out, back out quickly. And I just kept saying, okay. 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 So I went from, yeah, that sounds like a lot. No problem to, okay. 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 Just very stoic because if I say anything other than that, my rage monster is going to come out. Because again, I'm very kind. I'm very understanding. I'm very reasonable. I'm very empathetic. I'm the nicest, funnest bitch you will ever meet. But when you play in my face, all bets are off. Now, as a reader of the four agreements, I really try not to make any assumptions. I really try to think, take things at like face value, right? But this don't sound right, okay? You could have stopped so long before. Something just doesn't sound right. Now, I don't know if this man was lying, but it just doesn't sound right. And what I do know is the truth is that I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed because I allowed myself to get excited about just going to see. I allowed myself to be excited about being brave. And I had such low expectations for this experience and that those expectations weren't even met. I just felt profoundly disappointed. Not on a personal level because I don't know this man and I really kind of don't care. 
but I do feel disappointed. And especially because I was looking forward to having something to do, okay? I really wanted to have something to do. And because of the weather, and it's also Valentine's Day weekend, I didn't really want to, you know, crash anyone else's plans. So, yeah, I was disappointed because I wanted something to do. And he, you know, was like, well, how are you feeling? And I said, well, I'm disappointed, but it is what it is. So, all right. And he said, you know, I'm going to go back to sleep. I'll call you later to check on you. I don't know why he felt I needed to be checked on, but like, okay, girl. And have not heard from him since. Now, again, we don't know this man. There is no reason for me to personalize this in a why me or woe is me kind of way. But what this situation did teach me that I'm very happy about and that I'm very proud of, a couple of things. Number one, I can actually be brave like I tell everyone else to be. Even though I felt anxious and even though I have a lot of reasons not to trust men, to I have a lot of reasons to be afraid of men. I have a lot of reasons to no longer even try to date, but I was still brave enough to try. I'm very proud of myself for that. That's like a huge step for me. The other thing is that I did not internalize this. I didn't go down a rabbit hole of picking out all the reasons why he canceled on me or, you know, um, cause historically I would have, you know, if someone stood me up or ghosted, I would have been like, Oh, maybe I wasn't pretty enough. Maybe I'm not, maybe he didn't think I was smart enough. I would go down all this list of reasons of why this person didn't choose me. I didn't even have the incentive to do that this time because I don't know this man. And so I'm proud of myself for actually giving a stranger, someone who I had no connection to, um, a chance. That's really huge for me. And the fact that I didn't internalize this to be an indictment on who I am and what I deserve as a person. That's a lot of growth for me. The other thing too, um, one of our conversations, he said that, you know, he really was looking to settle down sooner than later, that he, you know, whoever the next person was that he committed to, that had to be his person because he just really wanted to settle down. And that actually gave me pause because even though he wasn't saying he wanted to settle down with me because that would have been fucking weird, um, it did make me realize that I'm not really ready to settle down. I really, really like my life. I did what I set out to do in terms of creating a life that I really, really love and enjoy. My life is filled with joy and love. And I have so much love in my life. And I really like the way that I live. I like how free I can be. And I'm not yet in a place where I'm ready to make accommodations for someone else to come into my life. I really just want to date. And I want to go see what's out there. And I want someone to change my mind about the fact that I think a lot of men are a lot of men are just disappointments. I want someone to change my mind. And so even though I basically kind of got stood up the day before Valentine's Day, I'm really proud of knowing that I'm doing the work because I would not have been able to handle this as well had I not been doing the work and I think sometimes 
you don't even realize that you are as healed as you are because you think that when you get into therapy, life stops being hard and it doesn't. You just have the tools to cope and to recover and to not internalize and to not personalize. You can kind of observe things a little bit more. And even though, you know, life kicks you in the balls really hard, it doesn't take you as long to recover as it used to. And so my really good friend pointed out to me like, Jess, but look, look at who you are right now compared to how you would have previously handled this. Like, I'm so proud of you. And so I also want to say how important it is to have a sense of community with people who really see you and who will hold you accountable and who will ask you the right questions, but who will also reaffirm you. You know, um, I don't think that any of my friends coddle me at all because we probably wouldn't be friends. Um, but I'm so grateful that I have people in my life who know how to gently hold me accountable, but who also know how to hold space for me and who can remind me of who I am and who can say like, I'm noticing a really positive pattern here right now that like, this is a lot of growth for you. And so, yes, I was disappointed that I didn't have anything to do on Sunday, Um, but I got to really sit in the knowledge that I have grown profoundly and that I have healed more than I realized. And I'm not totally healed. I'm not totally over every you know, unpleasant thing that has ever happened to me, but I have grown. And so if there's anyone listening who is just starting therapy or thinking about therapy or any of that stuff, just know that sometimes like you you really have to practice mindfulness and know that you can be right in the midst of your growth and not realize it. So be aware of that and celebrate that. And I think that's why today, honestly, like it's another, you know, Valentine's Day that I'm single. And I think the reason why today was so good, like I woke up with a pep in my step. I went to a very overpriced cafe because again, I don't know whose money I'm spending. Um, And I actually did some writing today and I haven't written anything that I was excited, that I've been excited about in a minute. And I felt like, oh, wow. Okay. This is great. And I really had a great day today. And yeah, so that's my story. And I hope it was entertaining, but I also hope that it gives you some inspiration or knowledge or peace or ease to know that number one, as long as you don't abandon yourself when unpleasant things happen, you can really overcome a lot of things. That's one of the things that I've learned from the Unfuck Your Brain podcast is that a lot of times we fear uncertainty because we think that we're going to abandon ourselves when hard or bad or negative or unpleasant things happen. And if you can make a deal with yourself that no matter what happens, you will support you. It's kind of like if you build it, they will come. You will find that you have the resources and the community and the things that you need to overcome those times. So I hope that this is helpful um, to someone. And yeah, I'm going to go watch The Gilded Age and enjoy the rest of my night because I do have something to do tomorrow that I'm excited about. And I will talk to you guys soon. Love you. Love yourselves. Peace.
Bye.